Does my bum look big in this? Yes. Welcome to Seti Soppo. This is a podcast where we work out what is the opposite of something doesn't have a natural opposite. I am Simon. Hello, Izzy. Goodbye, Simon. How dare you say I've got a big bum? I have got a big bum, but how dare you say it? Well, how you know, it's fashionable now. Now oh, the fashion is when I was a little girl, the fashion was everybody should be ironing boards with massive boobs bolted on. Mm-hmm. And now everybody should be ironing boards with massive boobs and massive ass bolted on. And a wet ass pussy. If you say so. <laughs> if you say so, Simon. This is what the kids are saying these days. So, how are you, etc.? I mean, the etc. sounded like I didn't care about how you were. I'm I mean, full I do. of information about um, the royal family, Simon. Oh, yeah? So you can ask me any question for, about the royal family from Victoria onwards, really. Who is the until most traitorous the royal? Oh, that would be Edward VIII. Ooh. Although, like, Wilhelm II was pretty traitorous. I mean, in the sense that he mucked everything up for himself, but he didn't mean to. It was, so... he was just accidental. He was an idiot, and he was <laughs> trying his best right. and he just made everything worse. What, what did he do? Well, he did things like Germany had a lovely like pact with Russia which had lasted for ages and then he mucked that up and then Russia sided with France. That was really bad. And then he was like, oh yeah, but like England, who I'm much better than, I hate the English so much. Um, but like we're we're really good friends and haha they're having a Boer War and well done the Boers for beating them in certain battles and the English were like you what and 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 he basically pushed France and England into having friendships which uh-huh. is very funny I see uh, and he set everything up for World War One that's nice to be of as him. disastrous as possible well he didn't mean to this is the thing he also did things like a friend of his died in a tutu because he kicked him up the bum but you know. <laughs> And Edward, what's his name, was a Nazi, obviously, wasn't he? Yeah, he really was. I thought he was just like, oh, I like the uniforms. But it was like, oh, I like the uniforms. And I like mostly. And there was this really weird thing. Beaverbrook, who ran the newspapers, Mm. he had this sort of plan of like, I know, let's just do a king's party. That'd be really good, wouldn't it? Then we could have a king's party in Parliament, unelected, obviously, just the king's party. And then we could, like, we could install Churchill as prime minister. He'd be prime minister. And we'd have Edward Mosley as the foreign minister. That would be a good idea. And then we'll never have an election again. And we can have a pact with, you know, Germany and support them in the war. Wow. Is Beaverbrook yeah. the male? No, um, I can't remember. But, yeah, it's, um, yeah, fortunately, Beaverbrook, Brooke. None of the Tories liked him because he was a bit common. So. <laughs> a little bit common. Lord Beaverbrook. Because his fascism is a little bit common. I've him in a really, really... But, yeah, no, Edward VIII um, really was quite a nasty piece of work, guys. Um, Read and up. not as in love... Well, he was obsessed with Wallace. The, he, I'm going to tell you this, Simon, because this is really interesting, right? There's, um, I can't remember his name, but a historian wrote a book about him last year. And he um, Andrew something basically yeah. explained that it was a sadomasochistic relationship relationship and you know how you get these websites with these like girls who sort of say yeah you should show your devotion for me transfer your entire bank account to me and don't tell your wife that sort of thing which men do they get off on giving up everything for you know right i mean what what more could a man give up than an entire empire wow and and that's basically what he did and once he'd done that of course she couldn't leave him she had loads of affairs though so you know good on her yeah, it's a I lot. There's a lot to that story that is untold still. Anyway, it's really interesting. This is not a history podcast. This is not one of your damn history.
history podcasts. I'm sorry. I, I did ask. It was my fault. <laughs> Uh, okay. How are you, Simon? Uh, I'm fine-ish. That's fine. It's good. It's all good. Everything's fine. It's good. Yeah. It's good. It's all good. So, Thomas wants to know, what is the opposite of a magnum? And he very specifically Ooh. means the ice cream magnum, which in some territories is called... I want to say the hello, but I don't mean the hello. It's uh, <laughs> uh, the magic. I don't know how I got magic and hello <laughs> Is it a specific... Because they do do types of Magnum, which I don't agree with. Well, what, flavourings? Like, like yeah, almond? Even and... almond Magnum, I think that's fine. But then you get, like, you get the one with the, like, double syrup chocolate crunch Magnum. And you're just like, what is this? This is just nonsense. You know the one. Yeah, I know the like one. Layered. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. the like it's like the Viennetta on a stick. Yeah, but, but it's not, not as good. No, no, no. It's not rippled through the ice cream. No, no, but it's, it's got like... the layers and shit. <laughs> It's like it's like dark chocolate, truffle, caramel, or syrup, and then normal chocolate. Right. So yeah. it's really hard to pick off, and actually ruins the fun of a proper magnum. Yeah, the the the, the your, your magnum classic is um, a classic for a reason. On. I'd suggest that it's the ultimate picking off chocolate. Mm. You know, I'd say it's much better than, for example. A Kit Kat. It's because of the crunch. A, cr- a what? It's because of the crunch when you bite the chocolate off. Yeah, but also you can completely defrock it of its chocolate. Yeah, yeah. You can, exactly. get, you can unwrap yeah. it naked, which is how you should eat it, really. I think it's it. clearly how it was designed to be eaten. Exactly. Whereas other things are much harder. So what's the hardest thing to nibble chocolate off, Simon? <sighs> a twerker's bum. Probably quite easy. It's probably not stuck on there very hard. Well, it's... It, so, I mean, if they're twerking, I think that'd be quite difficult. What commodity, like a chocolate bar or ice cream, is it impossible to pick things off of? Well, here's an interesting fact about the chocolate. There was no chocolate that could stand the temperature of minus 40 degrees. So they had to invent a chocolate to go around the magnum. Is it a lot more fatty? Uh, it doesn't say. It just it just says. I, do- I doubt they know. But yeah, probably more fatty. Yeah, probably. Probably more fatty, yeah. Did you answer my question? I did answer your question. No, you didn't. You answered me with a fact sorry your other restate your question what is a really hard thing to pick chocolate off? um i don't believe you've ever even tried to pick off chocolate from a twerker's bum so don't <laughs> even pretend do you mean something that naturally has chocolate on it yeah naturally grows in the world well, no, what i mean, I mean is, like a what, kit kat yeah yeah what i mean is that it's got chocolate as part of it it's not something you've added chocolate to in order to exactly. then remove a cream egg. There you go. But I think we've, we've done the opposite it. of a cream egg. Go on, let's get to the point. We, we have. Oh, God. Well, what's the opposite of a cream egg, Simon? A used condom stroke chicken Kiev. <laughs> <laughs> We're children. What about. Okay, so it's not. I suggest the inside of it cannot be liquid. Okay. Because otherwise a liqueur would be the opposite. Yeah. Uh, I could say after eight minutes, but I think we've probably done after eight minutes as well. Or maybe the chocolate that's wrapped in something that's also difficult to pick on. Yeah, and then the chocolate's really horrible in the middle. Because the Magnum chocolate a is feast. good, isn't it? It's good chocolate. A feast chocolate is not good chocolate, but it's worth it. It's no, yeah, it's worth it. Well, hang on. Isn't a feast the opposite of a Magnum then? Ooh, but it's like a Magnum inside a Magnum. Yeah, because a feast is chocolate ice cream chocolate, but the chocolate on the outside isn't that but it's good. Got, yeah, the chocolate, the chocolate crunch on the outside has got nuts in as well isn't it yeah, exactly and then you so get to the chocolate middle on the outside so it's a bit like an um, an almond yeah um but it's not because it's like little shavings of like it's probably just pencil shavings that we think's nuts and then you've got chocolate ice cream and then they got a solid block of really quite horrible chocolates in the center mm-hmm. that is true but it's like you say it's absolutely worth the effort 
to get yeah. to it. One of the worst days of the first lockdown, Izzy, yeah. was yeah. I went for a walk yeah. and it was a lovely day. It wasn't too hot, but it was a lovely day. And I thought, I'll have a feast. I'll buy a feast. And I bought a feast and I, I was... I was eating it as I walked home, but it was it, well, I was doing really well. This is your error, Simon. You shouldn't try it and multitask like this. Well, this is true. Wrong. I was doing really well. It wasn't dripping or anything. It was warm enough for it to be dripping. And I, I was like, I was doing really well here. And I got all the chocolate off, all the ice cream off, and I had just this perfect slab in the middle with not even a little bit of ice cream left on it. And I took a step and it cracked and fell off a stick and I was really upset. I didn't get to complete the feast experience. It was sad. It was sad. Very sad. So, Thomas, the opposite of a magnum is a feast. Right, Thomas wants to know, what is the opposite of Magnum? And he very specifically means Magnum P.I. from the 80s, Tom Selleck. It's one Tom of these Selleck. ones I haven't watched. Well, you don't need to have watched it. You know who Magnum is, don't you? Tell me... Okay, this would be good. Tell me what you think the TV series Magnum is. Is it Tom Selleck? It is Tom Selleck, yeah. Okay, so it's Tom Selleck and Moustache, and I think I've seen a clip of it where he fights a seagull. <laughs> Possibly. And white flares. Yeah, yeah. Tom Selleck is a very beautiful man. He is a very good-looking man. Them. Tom Selleck, he's absolutely beautiful. I mean, occasionally you have people held up as beautiful men, and you're just like, what, why? But Tom Selleck, you just go, yes, obviously. I was watching early Magnums, and I was thinking how pretty and beautiful he was. And it, it made me confused, is he? I got a very strange, strange sensation. <laughs> Did you? Did you imagine him rescuing you and holding you in his arms and saying, No, I, I, ju- I just thought um, he was pretty. He's just yeah. a pretty man and charming. I have not seen the reboot from 2018 that's still running with Jay Hernandez as Thomas Magnum. Okay, I want to tell you what happens. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. When, when, I, when I Google Magnum and mm-hmm. the little thing comes up, Number one, Magnum Drink. Ooh. Number two, Magnum Opus. Yeah. Number three, Magnum Wine. Right. Number four, Magnum Boots. So you don't even get the TV series. Number five, Magnum Ice Cream. Okay. Number six, Magnum Rock Band. Oh. And number seven, the last one, Magnum PI. Right. Okay. So your your Google history... And it's not Tom Selleck in that. Hang on, what's that? That's the 2018 reboot, like I just said, yeah. with Jay Hernandez. He's not pretty. I don't know. He's not bad, but he's not nothing. Let me have a look at him. him. He's fine. I mean, you could almost say he's the opposite of Tom Selleck. (laughs) So maybe you're saying the 2018 reboot is the opposite of the the original series. What about Cagney and Lacey? Well, here's the thing. I think that there's a bit of the Cagney and Lacey theme tune that sounds a bit like a bit of the Magnum theme tune. It's there. Yeah, it, look it up, everybody. Uh, don't, uh, don't, everybody. You'll be disappointed. Uh, <laughs> you'll go. Oh yeah, you could quite easily segue into the dun 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 bum 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 from Cagney and Lacey. I think. Yeah, I've never seen Cagney and Lacey either. They're the two women ones, though. <laughs> That's true. So it's two women rather than one man. They're cops. He's a PI. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to go with Cagney and Lacey. It seems apropos. I mean, they're both things I haven't seen. Yeah. They're the same sort of times. Do they fight seagulls? Uh, oh, it could be Starsky and Hutch more so than no. Oh, no. I've seen I've seen Bill Blaley do that. No, no, that's a different one. Okay, 
<laughs> What's that? What's the one that he does in Black Books? He's watched something. Which oh, the Sweeney? Yeah, the Sweeney. Sweeney or something like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's the same show, as, yeah, basically. Is it? Yeah, okay, let's go with Candy no, I mean, the Sweeney and Inspector Morse might have the same actor in Simon, but they're very different. No, I wasn't saying that the Sweeney and Inspector Morse was the same. Okay. I'm saying the Sweeney the same and actor, Starsky and Hutch was the same, roughly. I don't know what Starsky and Hutch is either. Is that Cagney and Lacey, but with men? Yes, they is is more manly. Yeah, it's it's more testosterone-y. And is it are all of these shows set in Miami? <laughs> um, no, Magnum's Not in Hawaii. Cagney and Lacey, I think, is New York. Yeah, it must be New York. Uh, the Sweeney is set in London. <laughs> and where is Starskin Hutch? Uh, um, New York, possibly. And um, Morse is set in Oxford, of course. And uh, what about 90210? That's in Beverly Hills. Okay. And what about... Where is set in Miami? I thought they were all set in Miami. There's um, Miami Vice. Ah, oh, that'll be it. Around about that sort of time. <laughs> Might be the one you're thinking of. I didn't realise that Magnum was set in um, Hawaii. Does yeah. a volcano go off ever? No, well, it's quite interesting because they did Hawaii Five O for a long time and then that shut down. But they'd built studios specifically to make Hawaii Five O in Hawaii. And so uh, the network, I think CBS, I might be wrong, said, uh, well, perhaps you should come up with another show set in Hawaii so we don't have to shut this uh, facility down. And they came up with Magnum. It's it's interesting, isn't it? It's pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. Yeah, so the opposite, Thomas, of Magnum PI is Cagney and Lacey. Now, Thomas wants to know, what is the opposite of a Magnum? And he very specifically means a Magnum condom, yeah, which is a brand oh, of wow. the Trojan condom. Come up with my yeah, yeah. So we could go on forever with Magnum, it seems. But we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, split the, with these three. There's a lot of... So, I mean, is a Magnum just a normal-sized condom that they just make for really big men? Well, I, I think the Trojan, which is the brand, so that's to make you feel like you've got a big wanger, I guess. Right. Um, it's probably got, like... Uh, I've Googled it and it's come up with a picture of how to measure a penis. <laughs> how do you measure a penis? Well, you get your tape measure and you measure the length and then also the girth. Oh, okay, yes, because the, the condoms have a, a particular number, don't they, about, um, uh, like you say, the, the girth. Mm. You don't want to be squeezed too tightly. No, that is true. You don't want to be squeezed too tightly. But you don't loose. want it to be loosey-goosey yeah, and exactly. come off. Exactly. Um, so, you know, condoms, they're funny, aren't they? For when you need to catch spunk in a bag. Finding the right someone is hard enough. Finding the right condom shouldn't be. Do you think they used the word hard specifically? They didn't say difficult. No, it could say difficult and it wouldn't It wouldn't be right, would it? But it's more technically correct. Um. So, <laughs> so, yeah, so the Magnum... I think a... I know what it is. Oh, okay. And it is um, light flow tampons. Mm, yes. Because be. everybody assumes... Well, not everybody, but men in general assume... Oh, oh, look, you've got you've got these tampon L size. That must be for little, because you've got a very tiny ladylike vagina. Right. Maybe. And it means light. I see, right. Uh, so you also have medium and heavy. So it's and the absorbency. It's do, exactly. It's to do with how where you are in your period. Not, so you use all of them, mm-hmm. but depending where you are in the, in the cycle, as it were. So I, I'm ashamed how. to admit I don't know the answer to this. When you buy a box, do you get a mix of all three, or 
would you no. have to buy all three boxes? Oh, no. that's terrible. It's so expensive as well. That's terrible. So, yeah. Haven't they well, removed Well, it's not, because the there's no point. Now? If you need heavy stuff and then yeah. you get two of them, that's no good. Yeah, but you can't buy a mix if you wanted to. don't think so. I mean, there might be ones out there where you can, but because everybody's different, it's not like, it's like, oh, you need exactly this number of this and exactly that number of that. And you're like nighttime ones, which are like, you know, your arm. Not your literal arm, obviously. That would be weird. Uh, just made, be... made of fluff. Yeah, that would be a weird sleeping position. So, uh, light flow yeah. condoms. Light flow, light flow, light tampons. flow tampons. Yeah, okay, yeah. fair enough. Uh, so, Thomas, the opposite of a magnum condom is a light flow tampon. Therefore, this week we have worked out the opposite of magnum is feast, that the opposite of magnum is cagney and lacy, and the opposite of magnum is a light flow con, not condom, tampon. You may plug your other podcast. And with that, uh, British Museum member cast, uh, if you're into your Egyptology, we've got one of those coming out soon. Also, uh, is Deadless, you want to listen to old episodes of that. Terrible Lizards has just started. We've just got a new, brand new mega-sode on the Spinosaurus, which is very exciting. Brand new science right here, right now. I actually speak to the guy who wrote the paper, who's also the guy who presents the podcast with me. And what else do I do? Oh yeah, buy my book. It's called The Unstoppable Letty Peg. If you know any short people um who like you know reading uh, it's very exciting it's got jujitsu in it it's got suffragettes it's got little girls beating up men in it why not yes you should definitely buy izzy's book in favor of my books although yeah you know, buy them if you want i mean i don't mind i mean just you know if you go to, into a shop though you can buy if you buy books, one so. of hers if any shops were open if you buy one book of ours buy izzy's yes because it's better i i agree with that because then i get money and so yeah, does better and that makes me feel superior it's not the only thing that makes you feel superior over me let's be honest well height all the things all of the things is it we could go on forever if we list all the things that make you feel better than me We'll be back next week. abilities. We'll be back next week with more opposites. Because, uh, you know, that's just what we do, really. Bye-bye. Hello. 